Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. the Axon Bulletin on this Tuesday afternoon. Zio is back after uh, another Celtic victory and the transfer window has slammed shut. So you don't need to listen to myself, Patrick and Lawrence predict who might come in the door, who might leave. We know what we've got and we know what we're moving forward with. Patrick, how are you? We didn't see you last week. I'm good. I'm well. Uh, looking forward to the game. Tomorrow night, uh, delighted with the results since I've last been on 13 days ago. Good performances, good results, good transfers as well, so excited. Lawrence, when even you were on last Tuesday, we were looking forward to that game at, at Tynecastle the following day. It was obviously the Dundee United game, and between uh, that and today's bulletin, 
What's your, your take been on the two big victories? Through to Tynecastle and win. That's those games out the way, we hope. Um, even post-split, really, we shouldn't be going there again. And we've got another tricky game out uh, against Indy United at Celtic Park and came away with a maximum six points. Listen, Tynecastle's always a hard place to go to. Yeah, it was just, just about getting the three points. And uh, the same against United at home, you know, but what a way to do it. You know, scoring the 90th minute when you've got 10 men. Uh, no, the team just keeps going on, just keeps winning. We should get some returnees back uh, into the building. Uh, maybe not in time for tomorrow's game, but we'll see. You know, we'll see if we get a cameo maybe from Ayuda or, or Roger Kunos. But it's just brilliant, you know, to get full points again. And obviously with the, the new co slipping up, you know, it puts it back in our own hands. We'll win tomorrow, we're top of the league. Yeah, win tomorrow or top of the league. It's as simple as that, Patrick. The two victories, Patrick, have not been the prettiest. Um, there was concern, I think, from us all after the Alawa game in terms of some of the injuries that we picked up, international duties. But before we've got, we've certainly came through these two games and showed a real good bit of strength and character, which is, should hopefully carry strength of the game tomorrow. And obviously, we're, we're in momentum, I think it's something like 20 out of 23 wins or something Celtic's on just now in all competitive uh, competitions. That, that can only do us real good. And I think last week, through at Tynecastle, um, you know, we held our nerve throughout the game. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest of performances, but we came away with the all-important three points and that was what really mattered. And on Saturday, again, we keep on going. That, that Ange video that we all picked up on, that we all you know, really bought into, was we keep going to the end. And we did go to the end on Saturday and again get the breakthrough eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't the prettiest of performances, but I thought first half in t- at Tynecastle were phenomenal at times. Um, thoroughly deserving of a 2 nothing lead. Um, and then, you know, it's been highly criticised, you know, the last 30 minutes we seem to drop off in games, which is a bit concerning, um, but we certainly didn't do that against Dundee United. I mean, people people are saying we get lucky. I don't think we, we did get lucky. I think we had uh, eight shots on target, eight shots off target, and four shots blocked, so thoroughly deserved to win the game. I don't think they had a shot on target, Dundee United. Uh, and then to score, and we like... 10 seconds of normal time to go. It, it shows that we keep on going, you know, whether we're tired or not. And um, I think the substitutions helped, if I'm being honest. You know, yeah, Jota, Juranovic, Taylor coming on. Um, I think that really helped us, gave us a boost. And I think they're arguably better players than what we had in the park at the time. With Taylor and Scales, there's not a lot in it, but I think Juranovic and Jota's a big upgrade on Ralston and Forrest, in my opinion. Um, and as you say, the momentum's all with us. And it's, it's hard to quantify momentum. And, you know, people say form doesn't matter going into these types of games, but I think it does. I think when you're, you know, I don't want to say we're riding a wave, but when you're the one with confidence, you're the one with the, the results behind you, I think it can all be a good thing. Yeah, certainly, you know, the momentum is with us just, just now. On that point, Lawrence, um, Patrick talks about, you know, the stats in both games. I know Harps got a, a penalty um, from John Beaton last week, but you know, Liam Boy steps up and misses shocked. it. I was you know, shocked. I can imagine you were shocked. Um, but, you know, we held on there in the game. We, we had chances after that, though. It's thinking about the one that, that Forrest probably should have uh, squared and put a, made things a lot more easier for ourselves. You know, again, on Saturday, you can point to that Jack and Marcus chance, which I think everybody's, you know, was just in shock how it didn't go into the back of the net. But we do create chances in games, Lawrence. That, that's not been a concern for me. I don't know about yourself. But we do create chances. It's not as if we're just, you know, getting one or two chances in games. We're, we're continually creating chances. And I thought the tempo 
certainly in Saturday we came out after the second half went up a good few notches and as Patrick touches on there I thought the, certainly the, the substitutions I point to Juranovic and, and Jota just gave the team a, a whole new energy which seemed to be lighting a wee bit on Saturday afternoon Listen, Angie's philosophy, you know, don't concede chances and, and create lots of them and you'll win games. So, so we kind of play like that, don't we? We, we don't very really concede chances and we create lots. I thought Ben Doak, you know, I'd be starting him tomorrow night. I thought he was brilliant. He gave us a bit more width than a bad art. His pace is electric. I think the Rangers defence is fairly slow. You put him out in the right, you know, it, it, I just think that, that boy's going to be a star. Hopefully we can get him signed up. Hopefully uh, Liverpool don't turn his head. But yeah, you know, for me, Taylor, uh, come on, I thought he, that was probably Scales' worst game for us so far. I was expecting maybe a few more deliveries or, or better deliveries from Scales. I just thought he was a bit laboured. Juranovic, I think, is a better player than Ralston. So hopefully, given those two kind of a bit of time off, it, it's kept him, means they're a bit fresher for tomorrow night. Uh, upfield, you know, yeah, it's just Yakimakis. He's getting chances. He's just. His control, his first touch isn't there, is it? I'm not too sure if he scores that chance that Abada gets. I don't think if it falls to Yakamakis, he scores. I know Seagrass did a couple of good saves, but I think Ange just said that he needs to do better, doesn't he? We're looking for a better goal return from him. We all want to maybe do better, but right now I don't think, you know, if Keogo was available tomorrow, I don't think it's even a, a choice, is it? It's You want to maybe be able to put pressure on the, the boys in front of him and... Unfortunately, so far his performances haven't shown that. Although, you know, he had a nice finish against Alawa and nice against Hearts, but we just want more from him, don't we? You know, and again, it's been stop start and he's been injured and everything on top of that, but just sometimes his touch is terrible. Uh, just don't want more. So, so maybe tomorrow night, uh, you know, it's, it's tailor made for him to make himself a star, but we'll see. Yeah, I think everybody would like him to do that. Um, Patrick, obviously, Lawrence has touched on there, you know, goals against Alawa. Hearts, um, two and three. I think his starts to goals is actually very good as well on, on that. Um, he had a, a really good chance, I've already mentioned, on Saturday. But but so far, as Lawrence says, it's probably about consistency when you're a Celtic striker. It's not been that. Um, we have heard Ange Postacoglu mention that he didn't really take a bit of a break there in January. Rightfully so, he was in doing a kind of mini pre-season. Uh, the manager spoke about him, McCarthy and other guys not having that pre-season and it affecting them, you know, in that first period of the the season. What would be your expectations from Jackie Marcus there? Because I think Lawrence is right. I think Kyogo there, possibly even Maeda, not in international duty. Probably at this point in time, Jackie Marcus just wouldn't get in our starting side. For me, it is all about consistency and just showing that. He's shown to me in European games, certainly, I think back to, to Ferenc Varos, uh, both home and away, that when he comes on, he manages games very well. I think he's a very good presence to have up top, but in terms of putting the ball back in, in the net, what, what would be you? What would you look for in him uh, going forward here? Um, as you say, consistency. You know, I think we're probably having a different discussion if his two chances at the weekend go in. You know, on another day he comes away from that game having two goals, we win two nothing, and he's the match winner, like he was at Tynecastle. But I don't know. I, I think I don't think he's ever going to be ahead of. Kyogo, unless we sell him, uh, so it's it's hard to say. You know, as as you were saying, he basically didn't have a pre-season. He came in, I think, when he signed on what was it, the thirty first of August for Celtic. He never, he hadn't kicked a ball since May, so he was running behind in that sense. But you know, 
if he's if he's done a mini pre-season in January, he should be up to speed now. So I think it's it's only fair to judge him from January onwards. Um, and you know, two game two goals out of three games isn't bad. But if if, if he has a tricky performance against uh, Rangers on Wednesday night, you know, it's hard to judge where he is. I, I would I would say Maeda's probably ahead of him as well because you know Maeda does all that running, does the pressing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and just football relies upon. Um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one. Um, if he just keeps working hard and scoring goals, then I think he'll he'll be a not bad option. Um, but I don't think he's a first choice striker for Celtic at the moment. No, I definitely agree with you on that one. But again, you know, we've seen some things in the comments coming in saying there. Have faith in him. I think we all want to have faith in him that tomorrow night he, he gets a goal, and you know that could be the changing point in his Celtic career. I think we all hope that that uh, does happen. Um, Lawrence. You know, when I was on, it seems on a cup matter of days ago, but just before Matt O'Reilly scored, and I was a bit worried that, you know, maybe he didn't get over the line and he wouldn't be a player. But my goodness, two absolutely incredible performances, especially in his debut performance, and he was a standout again at the weekend. Um, this guy seems as if he's really, really suited to our football. Came kind of out of nowhere signing and looks as if he's going to be really important to our play going forward this season. Yeah, and his scouting system. Whatever's behind it seems to be working. One and a half million. Probably should have scored at the weekend. Uh, the chance of falls to him. Uh, puts it wide. But when you read the stats and the number of assists, key passes, he, the corners that are going into the box are now better. Maybe we'll get some joy from them because you know we don't seem to get much from Carter Vickers or Starfield. Although they've not been... Uh, I think they're pretty low scorers from corners right throughout their career, those two centre-halves. But... You know, we average about 10 corners a game. We need to be getting more. Mm-hmm. Whether that's from Yakamakis and from our centre-halves, we need, need to be some, something. We need <coughs> 10 corners a game. But we, we just need to get a better return. But, uh, yeah, it's it's all on tomorrow night. And Matt O'Reilly, you know, I think he's, he starts, doesn't he? I think it's going to be McCarthy, O'Reilly and Rio. <laughs> Jesus, Rio. Barring any shots. Rio. Yeah, Rio, <laughs> if, uh, if he can replicate that time, Castle goal. That was just outstanding, wasn't it? It's, uh, he, he's another guy, you know. They fit Angie's system, so whether Angie's looking at the stats and how, how much analysis is going on it and going, that's the type of player I want, you know, a kind of money ball thing, guys that do this. But the amount of money they're costing as well, it, it is, you know, we, we've been used to spending four or five million on players and they're not working out, so to get guys in like a million and a half that are standouts in the only two games I've had so far it's just just brilliant Yeah, no, absolutely Pat, I'm going to throw this one over to you right away Kim Nolan in the chat is asking who plays in the six? obviously that kind of holding role in midfield and a badder through the middle tomorrow night what is your thoughts on that one? Um, I didn't think James Forrest has covered his sale in too much glory in the past couple of games he's played for Celtic um, very frustrating performance at Tyne Castle Wednesday night and again at the weekend I think he deserved to to be hooked at half time Um what would be your thoughts on that one? And, you know, Lawrence has already touched on there. James McCarthy possibly coming into midfield now that um, Beaton is going to be suspended for tomorrow evening. Or could we have a, a you know, emphatic return for our captain? Or do you think that's just completely, um, completely mad? I don't think it's mad. I mean, we've seen against Leverkusen. It, it, it might be the worst thing Lever, he's ever done, eh, starting those two at Leverkusen, because he gave us so much hope for all these other games there, where there's loads of players injured. Eh, no, I'm still hoping. 
Kyle Gordon McGregor will play. Um, I don't know if I'm just loving in fantasy land there, but uh, I think if they don't play, I think it will probably be McCarthy and Yakamakis, and then Maeda might come on if we're, you know, not winning in the last half ever. Uh, I can see that happening, maybe even the second half. Um, I would play a badder, but I'd play him on the right wing, and then I'd play Jota on the left. Um, but yeah, I mean, fingers crossed for McGregor and Kyogo, because arguably our two best players, uh, certainly two of our best three players. Um, so even if you can just get a half out of them, or 60 minutes or something, I would definitely, definitely go with them, because you, you could end up 2 nothing up and then just bolt the doors for 30 minutes. So that's what I'd go for. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of optimism. Um, <coughs> Daisan Maeda played 20 minutes here from Japan, came on, obviously had a lot of chat, Lawrence around um, the possibility of getting both Maeda and Tommy Rogic back for this game tomorrow evening. Um, do you think that's something that's right to do, rushing them back right away? Well, obviously, we've, we've had a past um, tournament, you could say, with, with bringing Effie Ambrose back very early from AFCON, I think it was, in front of a Juventus game, and you know, that the big man didn't cover his selling glory that night, but in terms of just options off the bench, I, I certainly think it's worth doing to try and get Maeda and Rodic back just to, to boost their options because you could see on Saturday, you know, Dope came on, he did he did very well, I thought, and he sold it debut, but you're putting trust in younger guys to come on and, you know, in these very high pressure environments, whereas 10, 15 minutes with a Rodic or Maeda could do us a world of good, especially if we're sitting at the same position maybe on Saturday afternoon. Uh, listen, big uh, Effie. I think that was his move to Liverpool. Gone after that UV performance, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Uh, but no, I mean, I would start a badder through the middle. Doak on the right and Yacht on the left. Uh, James Forrest just come back to injury. He's not quite got there. We've got five subs now, so you know there's room in the bench for them to give us options for the boys through that that returning. I think Tommy Rogers going to played more minutes than Maeda, so you'd expect Maeda to be a bit fresher. But. Uh, I get what you're saying about putting pressure on young boys, but I thought Doak looked great when he came on. Electric pace. He stretched the park a lot more. You know, he's really hugging the touchline. And for me, you know, Yakimakis is just... It's just not, not, not been happening. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And for him, is it the amount of chances he's been getting and the ball seems to bounce off them more than he controls it? And I think, you know, I'm bad. I think Yota, a bad adult, I think really quick front three. Yeah, but that's what I'll go with it tomorrow. Yeah, my perspective on that would be a bad Jota and Jackie Marcus. I think it's what you need to play from my perspective. But, you know, I'd like to be optimistic and with Patrick there that, you know, maybe Kyogo could make some sort of emphatic return like he did against Leverkusen and possibly even uh, Cal Mack in there. Um, Patrick, Lanky67 has come in in the chat to say Maeda should be in Glasgow around 4am. There's plenty of time and I think he will be on the bench. Now, a year ago, 
uh, unless any Celtic supporters had followed the, the Japanese international side ever since Shinsuke Nakamura left the club, I don't think there was too many paying attention um, to Japan and how they got on and players returning to their club sides. Um, but on that one, you know, we've seen Maeda twice for Celtic. Again, he missed a lot of chances in the game against Alaba. Probably should have had a hat trick against Alaba. Um, but he took his goal in his debut, you know, terrifically well. Again, on that, is it worth the risk for you to get these guys in? And do you think Ange could possibly put in a few curbs? Even Adeguchi, you know, he's been one that we've heard the manager say on the actual day of the game against Alaba, it's not too bad. And he's come out and said, mm, not too sure. Could you even see a possible return for Yusuke Adeguchi? Um, I'm not sure about the starting 11. I think that is quite a big risk, especially if you're risking more than one of them. You know, I say you're to start Kyogo McGregor and Idiguchi or Maeda. You know, you're, you're talking about four players there. Um, but you, you might need to change in the first half, you know. Uh, I don't think there's any risk in having them on the bench because your bench is nine players, five subs. You like to think you wouldn't have to substitute the goalkeeper. So... Mm. I don't think there's any risk there. Um, no, I don't think there's any risk at all. I mean, Maeda, to my knowledge, has only played 20 minutes. He's just It's just a jet lag you need to worry about. So hopefully he can get a sleep in the plane, go home, get a couple of hours, and then do the sort of pre-match stuff that Celtic will have them doing before the game at night. Um, I, think he's, I think he'll be more than ready for about half an hour um, with all the running that he's used to doing. Uh, I don't see any concern there. Um, I'm not entirely sure about the other three. It's a, it's a total mystery with Gucci, Kyle, and McGregor because it's just injuries. Um, so it's it's just whatever call Ange makes, risk and reward. Whether he wants to keep Kyle going, Kyle go could be ready in a few weeks' time for Bodo Glimt, you never know. Um, so, you know, we need to put our faith in Ange and it's paid dividends so far. So just... Uh, just hope he makes a right call. Yeah, so on the uh, jet lag, I mean, it's 12 hours difference, isn't it? So it's mm. really going to be like a morning game for him, a game first thing in the morning. So hopefully it, it doesn't kick in too much. You know, they could let his body sleep sleep before the game, up a couple of hours before kick-off. Hopefully it, Aye, 12 hours kick-off on a Sunday sort of thing. Aye, so hopefully it's, it's not too much of an effect, the jet lag. To know, and you know, twenty minutes isn't a lot of football. And from by everybody's accounts in the the chat, there he seems to come on and be quite, you know, energetic. Did a lot of running in the game as he usually does. I looked a really good um, outlook for Japan in that game there. So we'll see what happens. And um, I think his inclusion would certainly give the the players a boost. Um, on this one, Lawrence Ed's come in in the comments to say he doesn't think the manager will drop. Jack Amakis trying to get a stick up to speed. The worst thing I could do is drop him. Um, to fit in sixteen year old, what would your perspective be on that well, one? I, I don't think it probably. Would I don't be. think Ange would drop him. I don't. But no. I would drop him. I mean, mm. his touch has been terrible. It's, it's, you know, something. You know, his second touch is a tackle with him. I think the chance that a bad scored if it falls to Yakimakis, I don't think the score. The fact that we're trying to get striker up to speed, we're struggling for goals, and we pull pull him off tells you maybe what Andrew's thinking his performance. You know, he he's your striker. And we pull him off and put a winger through the middle. It's, you know, I don't think, and Ange has said that he needs to do better. You know, I think Ange will, will, will start him, but I, I don't think he's been, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's been performing like Ange would have hoped that he's been performing. I think that's probably why he says he needs to do better. But mm. it, it just speaks volumes of the fact that he was the guy who gets subbed to bring a 16 year old on and shove a winger through the middle. 
you know, that's when we're, we're looking to to win the game. So if you don't think he's capable of staying on and scoring goals, kind of says a, a lot about how his performances have been. Yeah, either that, he was just having a stinker. It's a hope he was just having on the day. Um, Patrick, on this one from Shane Donovan, I think that's a really important point. You know, we've spoken a lot about Ange Postecoglou and the way he plays football. Shane's come in to say that we need to trust the system. How our players will do the job. We don't need injuries to Maeda, Roger, or Carmack. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of the season to go. I know a lot of people are looking at this game. It's two points, and it just now the top of the league. Um, but you know, there's a lot more football to play. There will be twists and turns, I'm sure, in this title race that we're in just now. What would be your thoughts on that one? Because I think that's the important point. Anybody just now in that Ange uh, squad, as threadbare as it is just now, due to the injuries, due to the international call-ups, probably should be able to come in and do a job. But again, maybe what you touched on earlier on, you know, we, we saw the rotation in the full-backs on Saturday and you could see the, the difference. It was quite clear that when Taylor and Juranovic came on, it brought a better balance to the side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And... Uh... I think those are the fullbacks you have to go with, you know. Um, I think Ivanovic. It's it's no harm to Ralston, but he's just a superior player, you know. He's a, a Croatian international. He's faster, better cross of the ball, better defender. Um, we paid two and a half million from. I just, I just think that's who you need to go with. Um, with Taylor and Scales, I didn't think there was a lot in it, but um, I didn't think Scales was a, had his best half of football on Saturday and Ange seems to quite like Taylor so I think that's what you need to go go for um, but yeah it's important you play your, your strongest players and you know as I said a couple of minutes ago it'll be up to Ange whether he wants to risk these players you know I don't think my, my aid is a particular risk but the other three with the injuries you know it, it's a it's a bit of a concern um, but then again maybe their goalkeeper will gift us a couple of goals like he did to Ross County on Saturday morning so you just don't know how the game will pan out no, you don't know how the game will pan out. Um, to, to come on to, obviously, the timing of this last night, there's been no real chat because Celtic got their business done very early. They've brought in um, three players from the G League, obviously three players that we've been talking about there, you know, Dyson Maeda, Rio Hitati, and Yusuke Deguchi, as well as Matt O'Reilly up from NK Dons. Don't really know about Johnny Kenny as of yet, whether he's going to be a, a first-team player or whether he's going to maybe go into the down to the Lowland League to play because, you know, it got the whole kit and caboodle in terms of the the photographs and all that stuff that sometimes you don't usually kind of get. Um, if you're just going into that development side of Celtic, the, the unveiling of them there. Lawrence, we got our business done very early. Um, we've seen a lot of these players featured for Celtic. We've seen all featured for Celtic, the four that I mentioned, um, out with Johnny Kenny. Um, in terms of when the, the transfer window closed in August and September and where they are now are you happy with the position that the squad is in? Well so we're definitely we're a lot better off you know we've got a few guys out on loan you know that they'll get standing in good experience now fortunately we didn't have a couple of the boys off the, the wage bill that we wanted to but yeah I, th- I think we're, we're much better off you know Nicholson and Ange seem to be working work the transfer windows well together getting them in early is better you know as you've touched on it they've already got games so, so they're already starting the system and know what's expected of them. So, yeah, definitely plays for the transfer window so far. Patrick, we're not used to Celtic, you know, really having good January transfer windows. I mean, last season, uh, you know, the, the lightness is, you know, we've got down the tag lane there, you know, we avoided last minute mayhem last season. It was John Joe Kenny, not to be 
mixed up with Johnny Kenny. I see that John Joe Kenny's actually playing for for Everton. Um, j- just now, I, I don't know how after watching um, Nathan Patterson <laughs> feature for Scotland because he's a far better player uh, than John Joe Kenny. But um, on that, you know, last season it was that was all we brought in. We replaced Jeremy Frimpong going out the door. John Joe Kenny. We got the business done early. You know, there was a McGree thing, O'Reilly, but in terms of where we are, we've heard the manager say, you know, it was quite settled just now. What's your take on our January transfer window? And are you a lot more happy about where the squad is just now than it was a few months back? Yeah, we managed to replace from Pong with John Joe Kenny, which was pretty incredible. I think it was the first January window in about 10 years we hadn't actually signed someone permanently as well. So mm-hmm. sort of sums up last season, really. Um very impressed. I mean, considering where we came from, uh, was it ten outgoings and twelve incomings in the summer? Yeah, and then you've got another five in January, so that's seventeen players we've signed. And I think you know, maybe apart from Starfield, you could say that every single one of them's a bargain. Um, I think you could definitely sell just about every player for more than what we bought them for. Um, that's not saying Starfield's a bad player, just, you know, the outlay on him was quite high, four or five million we spent, so he'd maybe struggle to make that back at the moment, but yeah, it's, I think Lawrence mentioned earlier, the sort of money ball technique of sign good players, sell them on for a good price at the right time, you know, and that's what we're doing. Obviously, the football comes first, but under Angie's system, I think this team's more than capable of winning the league, um, mm-hmm. especially if we're winning Wednesday night, you know, it sets us in a, in a great position even from two points behind, I think we're in a great position. Um, so, very impressed with the, the dealings. Um, you know, Angie's done magnificently well. Uh, Michael Nicholson has to be given a lot of credit and everyone else in the background. Um, the only real disappointment is the players that we've still got at the club. You know, yeah, we'll I've, I've, mentioned, I've mentioned all these bargains and in the background you've got players who cost £5 million who are on twenty-five grand a week and just a total drain in resources. Yeah, but we're going to come on to them, and there's particularly two that we spent, you know, five million pounds on, respectively each. Um, just to pick on one of the comments up in the we've got in the chat here, um, you know, I, I've seen what Ange said, but again, I always take, I think Lawrence anything that Ange says in the press with a wee pinch of salt. I think that's especially if you're Antonio from PLZ who got a bit of a pasting on Friday. Um, what about what he when he said he made himself pretty clear twice? What were you going to say there? What about what he says to you in your sabios, mate? Did, did well. you take that with a pinch of salt? Or is that, is that just where you get your your info from? But, um, Lawrence, in terms of what Patrick's saying there, you know, the squad is what it is just now. Um, Rio Hitati's there. Adeguchi. Hitati looks as if he's going to be probably one of the stick-ons to play week in, week out for us. Um, I say that even though, you know, we're short in there just now. I just think he's quality in there. You see what he's got. Adeguchi's one I think will feature there or thereabouts. And Maeda, I think, is definitely one for that start. But O'Reilly, you know, I think just now, Lawrence, what you just touched on this, David Turnbull must be looking at that Celtic side, even Tommy Rodgers, thinking, you know, this is no longer nailed down for me. I know Turnbull had played the most amount of minutes in Durange up to a point, but um, now. You know, they must be looking around the squad, which can only help players like Tommy Rodgers and David Turnbull in terms of pushing on. Well, it can only help, but also lets us freshen things up when we're getting tired. I know we've had the players to do it at the front three, you know, and just kind of favourite changes, but I think Turnbull will struggle to get back in. 
Rogic's probably a wee bit more comfortable. He knows Ange, and, and Ange knows his strengths a bit better. But the boys that have come in have just done amazing so far. And, you know, and, and they've come in for really reasonable transfer fees. You know, Peter must be wondering what's, what's happened. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you could have said your midfield you almost picked the sale, didn't it? Now you you generally have got some cracking options in there, which which is good. You know, we don't need... We should be in the place of we're not rushing players back or we don't need to. We don't need to take a chance of somebody that's 8 or 9% fit because we've got enough players in there to cover that are, that are good players. It's just competition can only be healthy. Uh, I think, you know, what a turnaround in terms of the number of players, but we needed a rebuild. But we're miles ahead, I think, than anyone thought we were going to be. Still in Europe, we've got the first trophy in the bag. You know, we're still in the hunt for the league one tomorrow. We'll go top. You know, the quadruple's still on, and the squad's been rejuvenated. And I think that, that the value has risen substantially compared to where it was. Even if like Barkas and Ajay's money's still going down, kind of month and month. But Patrick Stutz and the boys were signed them. You, you could easily double your money in most of them if you were to sell tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you know Edward and Ayer, uh, the last of the kind of the assets that won the nine. The quadruple table went out the door. I think we were all maybe looking at who's going to be next, but you know, certainly guys like Kyogo coming in, and um, I think Katatio going to be a real top talent for Celtic. Turnbull, I think, has improved under Ange Postecoglou, no doubt in that for me. And if we get the guys in, you know, Jota and Cameron Carter, Ricker, I definitely think there's selling, but we don't want to punt all our best players just now, Patrick. Um, we certainly want them to be at the club, we certainly want them to be hugely involved. In terms of the rotation thing, though, you know, we've had this injury problem, we've had internationals, but we're still getting the results. Does that say something more about the character of this side? Because you've got guys that are coming in, filling in, and we're getting those results, and we're digging deep. It was great to see how United, who were on Saturday, when we scored that goal. Um, you know, we've all seen the video of Jota up in at the fans. You see a bad go absolutely crazy. The roar in Celtic Park was phenomenal on Saturday, and... You know, I kind of, it was almost like Hamilton all over again. I think that would probably be the, the moment I would compare it with. But um, a few more empty seats at the Hamilton game, I think. But again, you know, just now on the park and in the stands and even arguably between the board and the manager and certainly this transfer window, we do seem to be united once again. Yeah. Um, the togetherness, you can certainly see because in other games certainly last season and a couple of seasons before that and you know a few people had left you know you get that every game but you could hear in the corner the North Curve still singing a lot of the fans still singing cheering on the team they weren't getting on their backs and I think that's because you can see what they're doing they're creating good chances and we were just unlucky up until the 90th minute you know we, we should have been ahead um, you, you know you're, you're pointing out Jota Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. 
trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And Jovanovic going out in the crowd, Yakimakis uh, ran all the way from the bench up to that corner flag where the rest of the players were celebrating, um, doing his best Neil Lennon impression. Uh, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's more fond of amongst the Celtic support than Neil Lennon. But there you go. Um, no, but I think I'm not sure if he can say about character. I think that's harder to measure. Um, you know, I think it's it's the system. You know, the system works so well. You know, we're starving teams of chances. Did United never had a shot and goal? Uh, Hearts never had a shot and goal in the first half, and it was the first half where we were playing our normal stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Trust the system, trust the process, as we all have been doing since uh, June. Um, and, you know, the vast majority of players at the club are capable of slotting in there and giving us a 7 or 8 out of 10 performance. No, absolutely. And, you know, there's even players like, you know, Beaton, um, obviously sent off at the weekend, but he's came in, but back in, he's kind of loan lord. It's in that, that midfield position, a player who, I think me and Patrick, after the game at Ibrox at the start of 2021 when he gets sent off stupidly and thought that was probably all over for him and then Midgieland followed that with the, the stupid sender off but he has you know came up with big performances and he's been one of our, our best players this season um, in terms of what Patrick's in there you know it's united there's a togetherness about the, the team just now but one of the things you know Patrick's talking about their opposition chances Alawa I thought we had plenty of chances in the game that we could have been on easy street could have been well out of sight. At Time Castle, there was a point, you know, two now up there, we could have probably went three and four. Um, Hearts just looked to be completely out of it and our football we just couldn't cope with. At the weekend, we created chances. Um, nothing, you know, that maybe with a four, three, four nil, but is there a concern for you that we're not taking chances or is this just getting back into the swing of things and you do think that will eventually come and hopefully it might even come tomorrow night? Well, listen, I think it will eventually come. Angie's system, it is about creating a lot of chances. If you create a lot, you know, the goals will come, there's no doubt. Uh, O'Reilly should have scored, Yakimakis should have scored, you know. So maybe we did a 3 0 those two had scored. It's, you know, the, the system works well. Uh, but without a first choice striker, you know, Yakimakis is struggling to get up to speed. But, you know, we've been interrupted in midfield, so so maybe all, all of these things are kind of playing on just how, just how much we're, we're scoring. But you know, we just keep getting three points. We just keep going on and we just keep winning. So we just need to maintain that tomorrow. No, we we win tomorrow. Make, make no mistake. You know, if, if you're a Rangers player and Celtic beat you tomorrow, you're going, well, wait a minute, it wasn't that long we were ahead, and now we're now we are playing catch up. You know, there's a lot of pressure on them to. I don't think that team's done it before, have they? Played catch up successfully, so. I think the goals will definitely come, you know, in the system that Ange plays. We limit teams the chances they get. Problem is, that Rangers are good at set pieces. You know, that's really what we've got to watch out for, isn't it? 
Uh, you know, you'd expect corner a da- diagonal ball in. I mean, you hope that Starfield and, and Car- Carmen Carter Vickers are a, winning everything in there. I think, you know, if we don't concede tomorrow, I think we win the game. Yeah, um, get things agreeing with you in that one. You know, we need to take chances and control the game. I think that's been something that we've done well at times, Patrick, certainly. There was moments uh, at Tynecastle last week, I think back, you know, Hearts were coming at us wave after wave, but we did seem to just hold our nerve in the game, which, you know, I, I thought was a real strong character test for a lot of those Celtic players, and they came through it very well. Um, tomorrow evening, you know, in front of a packed Celtic park with no opposition uh, supporters there, it's going to be a completely different atmosphere for those Celtic players. Um, as somebody who has been 750 at Ibrooks, you know, even if you do go a goal up, which we, we did under Rods and Edward, you can still make a hell of a lot of noise. Whereas if you opposition goes a goal up, there's no fans there. You know, sometimes you can be a bit in the, you know, just thinking about, you know, can we keep on doing this? Because it depends on how the Celtic fans also react to that. But again, you know, Giovanni van Bronckhorst is experience of Feyenoord, I think there's the same kind of dilemma there between the Ajax fans and, and Feyenoord fans where there's no opposition fans, so he'll know all about that too. That could be something that goes to his advantage, but again, you know, it's got the ingredients to order night, Patrick, with the form Celtics in, full stadium, no opposition fans, that the job really, you know, Celtics should be able to get the job done. Uh-huh. And you, I think what you're saying there, you know, if we got a goal down, especially early on in the game, I think the fans need to stay behind the team 100% because the way that we play football, it's going to be tiring for the opposition. Um, you know, they're going to, if they go one nothing up, they're probably going to try and defend that lead. And if we're on their backs and the players are making them move and run and chase and, you know, it will tire them out. And I think even then, the advantage is with Celtic. Because um, you can, as we were, Discussing five minutes ago, the togetherness is is there to see. It's been there all season. You know, the fans and the players have been feeding off each other, uh, and it's it's absolutely incredible. So I think you know, just back the team for the ninety minutes. Um, the system works. If we play the system, if we play well, I don't think we've got anything to fear. I think you know the bookies have as his favourites. Um, I I think we probably are on the edge of things, but. Just need to play our, play our football, play our stuff. Uh, trust that Ange has a plan, knows what he's doing. Players will turn up and hopefully we can go one point ahead for the first time yeah. since, I think, August 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And Daniel's come in to say, you know, good point for the crew to stay behind the team. We on Saturday kept trying to galvanise the players. That needs to be imperative tomorrow night and people just need to, you know, I think, and certainly one of the guys in the, the camp of, I, I do trust Ange Postacoglu to get the job done and he, he knows what he's doing. Um, back on the transfers, Lawrence. Um, the only real movement at Celtic was out the door yesterday. Um, you know, the one I would say that I'm most interested in is Adam Montgomery, away up to Petodri. Um Seen him featured under Ange. Seen him at left back. Seen him at left wing. Um, much to Patrick's worry. Um, whenever I mention this, but um, you know, Aberdeen haven't really had a, a stick on left back. I think when. The past two games have changed it. Dean Campbell's been in there. Johnny Hayes has been in there. Fosunojo has been in there. It probably looks as if Montgomery might go straight in at left-back for Aberdeen. But he goes up there underneath the experienced captaincy of Scott Brown. Um, on Adam Montgomery, how good a move is it to Aberdeen, Lawrence? And how much an influence do you think Scott Brown could have on Adam Montgomery for the next few months? 
So anyone that's played at Celtic on the Brown says has been a great influence, just his standards and his professionalism. You know, Montgomery needs minutes, I think he came in and he'd done okay for us, you know, he didn't let us down, but he needs minutes to de- develop, doesn't he? Aberdeen are expected to win most of their games. It's good that he's got that kind of pressure. Whether he's going to be left back or left wing, who knows, but you know, he might start off left back, but then hopefully we've got a development plan like we did with, when we moved Ayer out to, to Kilmarnock. You know, we said we want this guy to play centre half, this is it. So I, I think it's a great move for him. I can't see a downside yeah, on it for us, you know. So hopefully he takes his chance. Because let's be honest, at left back, we've got you know, Taylor, Scales, Bongoli, and Juranovic can all play there as well. So if we do see him as a left back, I think it's probably more valuable to us than him that he gets out and gets some development time. Because hopefully this time next year, Bongoli's kind of moved on, <laughs> moved on and then, you know, Montgomery's kind of further up the pecking order. If, if we yeah, haven't went yeah. and bought another left back, that is, you know, I know there's a lot of chat about that's one position we need somebody better, but it's going to be a pinned on starter because right now it's up for debate. You know, I, I prefer Taylor, some people prefer Scales. Some people even say Juranovic is the best left back, but it, it, it's one of those positions maybe in the summer we'll be looking at. But for, for Montgomery, if he goes up there and performs well at it and develops, it's to say he can come down and make it his own. No, absolutely. And, you know, Ange gives younger players a chance and I think he'll be keeping a close eye on this one. Um, Patrick, I'm probably doing Johnny Hayes a disservice here because Paul's come in to remind me of his um, good pro performances. That's 750 game he scored in even. So, um, yeah, Johnny was good for the odd goal here and there too. Um, but on that one, uh, Patrick, you know, Montgomery, it was the first link to Kilmarnock, I think, under Derek McInnes. It looked as if that would be an OK move because obviously Kelly are one of those teams, Lomi and Bernays and Arbroath, that are challenging uh, for promotion just now. But it's good that he's going to a team, I think, that's going to be more in the front foot in games looking to win games rather than maybe a move to uh, St. Johnson, Dundee, um, where he would be, you know, defending for his life probably the majority of games and playing a really different style of football. The move to Petodri for me, um, and up there with Stephen Glass, I, I can't really see any downsides to it at all. And I think, you know, as Lawrence says there, I think a good run of games here, they could end up coming back in the summer and, and be challenging for that position. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an injury crisis that sort of forced him into that position uh, this season. I know John Kennedy gave him a start against, um, I think it was St. Johnson towards yeah. the end of last season. Scott Brown's last game at uh, Celtic Park, funnily enough. Aye. Four nothing, I think it was. Um, yep. And I, I've been impressed with him. I think when he first came into the team, he was always looking to go forward, looking to progress the ball up the park. He was looking to take players on. Um, I think his form dipped a wee bit. He was, you know, making straight passes, losing the ball. You know, things weren't coming off from him. And I think that happens when you're a young, a young player. You know, Callum McGregor, eh, I think, said to Kieran Tierney that your form will dip. And of course, with Kieran Tierney, it never happened. Would but, that be you know, like Callum McGregor, same- it did. Patrick Montgomery played against Leverkusen at home? Eh, uh, oh, I'm not sure on that one. Possibly. Uh, I'd I'm have to check that, that out. Well, you're still check it out. Uh, right, Sorry okay. to interrupt um, you. No, no, it's fine. Um, so, I, as I said, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, probably not good enough to be first-choice left-back at Celtic quite yet, but uh, I was quite worried. I heard a rumour that there was an option to buy for Aberdeen yesterday, uh, and I thought, surely not. Uh, turns out that's... Uh, Urigidi at Ustend right. as an option to buy apparently um, but you know I think I, I read somewhere uh, Montgomery's had 18 appearances now not all of them will be starts not all of them will be 90 minutes so he's probably got less than 900 minutes and as Alan Morrison is always keen to point out you know 
great at some contributor, uh, Celtic by numbers. It's hard to judge a player on less than 900 minutes. Um, so I think it'll be a good move for him. If he can get that number of minutes at Aberdeen, it'll be, that'll be a good time to judge how he's doing. Uh, and I uh, just, I wish we get a few more players out on loan, really. Just check there, Ralston and Montgomery, the full-backs that night at Celtic Park, so they've came a long way, probably, you could say, from that Leverkusen game. Um, a lot of the actual impact there, what Patrick said, you know, about the minutes that the players go, and then over to Big Osazi, Urigiri Lawrence, um, that being the case, if it is option to buy, obviously, KBO stand, that's where Jack Hendy went out to, wasn't it? Um, before he moved his move to Bruges, um, Strange transfers at the time, Lawrence. Obviously, we brought Osazio the Gidi in alongside Liam Shaw. Don't think they were Ange deals, do you? Because they were definitely in the building before, I think, probably a phone call had been made to, to Ange Postacoglu. I, I think, you know, they were the kind of right price. I think it, you're right, they were maybe bought with a, an idea. Look, if they work, they work. If, if not, we'll be able to move them on and get some cash for them. Uh, I don't, I, they don't look like Ange signings. But then again, we didn't expect Tony Ralston to do as well. So maybe the Ralston's done as well. We've got Juranovic in there looking at you again and going, well, actually, we can afford to let this boy go. Uh, you know, Henry's deal, I know we get a big big move, but let's not forget, most of us would have driven him there. <laughs> you know, to get him out on loan. And, you know, teams want an option to buy. We want it with Yota, we want it with, with Kamakata Vickers. You know, that, that's what a lot of teams want. So, listen, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge loss if he goes over there. Uh, and they exercise their option to buy. We've got decent cover at right back at the moment. Uh, so I think that's maybe played a huge part in us saying, right, yeah, you can have the option to buy. And if it, if we make decent money on it, happy days. Maybe Jack Henry's helped us bump up the, the option to buy money. You never know, because he got steal last time. So after his, his performance over there. But yeah, listen, good luck to him. It's good to, to get him out playing. If nothing else, he comes back to us with more minutes in his legs, doesn't he? It's... Absolutely, yeah. And a player we know that Ange can develop. Um, we've seen that from his track record. Pat it on, you know, what Lawrence said there about, you know, Eric being a right back, which is what I think he was brought in to be. Um, Jody Ryan's come in the comments to say he should have been coached to play centre back, built for it. I was actually very impressed with his performance against Real Betis at Celtic Park. I thought he played very well. A strong, big bladdy, um, you know, didn't miss when he was getting into challenges, quite strong in the air. Um, you know, would you be disappointed if we were out to a stand, put in some real good performances and then we just pulled the plug? Or is this a player that you just think probably wasn't part of the setup? and if he goes, he goes? Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I certainly don't think he was a Ange signing. You know, I think um, we signed Shaw four months before we even spoke to Ange. So I think the fact we went for Rivigidi as well, I think someone was just keeping a keen eye on Sheffield Wednesday. Um I, I mean, they're obviously not first-team players they're now. Um, they both went out on loan. I, th- I, I, I think Shaw's a better player. I think he's played better. Um, I wasn't that impressed with Uruguay against Betis. I didn't think he had a bad game. But it's, it's like balling goalie at Motherwell a few months ago. I just thought he sort of slotted in, done OK for 90 minutes. And Yeah, he's certainly built to be a centre-back. You know, he's, he's absolutely massive. Um, strong, very strong player. Uh, bit erratic, a bit raw, but you know, sometimes these players just need the right coach for a year or two and I think Ange can definitely be that and you never know where they'll end up. Um, 
as you say, I think it's it's one of the ones you pay a sort of nominal fee. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, I think um, is it Leo Connor left in this yep, window? He was signed. Uh, he was signed for Man United two and a half years ago for about a hundred grand. Wonder kid. <laughs> Never played a game. It, it's these yeah. fullbacks from Man United. We keep signing. What, what's up with them? Um, no, I mean it, it's difficult to judge because these guys, you know, they play a handful of games every season. They don't look the best, but you just don't know where they're going to end up. You just look. You just need to look at Jack Henry, ten million to Club Bruges. It's a strange one. It's a, it's a strange one, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other bits of business yesterday, Lawrence, is Kerr McEnroy, um, a player who was out the Fairman last season. Um, he's made the move to United. Again, is this just going to be one of those players that we've had, he's came through, we get out and eventually he's gone? Or do you see some good performances at Somerset Park and have my move back to, to Celtic Park and try to kick on in the first team? I think they need to be very good. I just think we're kind of well served for players. Uh, I, I think it's probably somebody that's going to move on. But listen, if he goes and he's the star of the league, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll look at bringing him back. But I don't think he's going to make it with us. But you never know. Uh, listen, good luck to him. He's, he's loaned to whatever. Let's go hope he goes out and does well. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a United, isn't it? It's. Montgomery's going to Aberdeen. I know where they'd rather see them. the players getting tested at a higher level. Mm. Um, I think my old music teacher Ian Matheson's came in in the comments. So, hello, sir. Hope you're doing well. Vic Firth was always a drumstick that I preferred. So, hope he's doing very well on that one. Um, Patrick, you know, McEnroy was way out to Airdrie and he's now moved up the division to go to air. That's a wee bit about his ambition or the, an agreement with Lawrence. Again, I. I would tend to agree with Florence that we're served well in that department. He just seems like one of these guys that we're just, you know, moving about the place until we can get rid of, which, again, it's good that he's getting out and playing football because there's too many players that Celtic have probably had, have sat there, and it's just not went well for them after that. It's important that they're out the building and playing football for them to kick on personally. Is he a right-back, McEnroy? I think he can play full-back. I think he can possibly play in midfield. Um, right. Um... You know, more if of he's a right back, one of a midfielder. I don't want a right back. Uh, I think he's played left back. Very difficult. Back, what I remember. Right. Very difficult for any player to come through the academy and end up as a Celtic midfielder. Um, you know, Callum McGregor deserves immense credit, and you know, even Ewan Henderson. You know, Ewan Henderson had a lot of fans. I think we were some of them, and yeah, absolutely end up at Hibs. But you know, I'm sure if Kerr McEnroy ends up at Hibs. By the time he's 22, 23, he'll be more than happy. Um, yeah, it's just... I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I've seen Kier McEnroy play. Um, it's just... It's really unfortunate that these guys are probably quite good footballers, but they just can't break into a, a, a team that's on a different level. Uh, so, hope he does well at your United. Um, just to answer one of the comments coming in here from Timothy Baird. He's talking about Julian coming back into the fold and staff out possibly as a holding midfielder. Uh, my, my perspective on that one would be that there's too much linkage play in our game between the defence, middle and in front and I just don't think putting somebody like that in there would, would do us any justice we do need that rapid overturn that McGregor does exceptionally well and um, Beaton kind of hesitated I think to take that deeper position even against Hearts he kind of just hung about the halfway line just because I think if he went too deep it would have just completely wavered that off and even so the two other midfielders in O'Reilly and Hattati come in wide and try to stretch it a wee bit 
where the two full-backs went in there. So, in terms of the shape, I don't think that would work too well for us. Um, but Julian's a right-hand sided centre-half as well. You know, so you're going to... Well. He's, he's not played in 13 months, so is he, we, you're not going to play him at left-hand side the centre-half, are you? And you wouldn't move Cameron Carter-Vickers to, to get that. So, uh, I'd agree with you, Declan. You know, Starfield stays where he is. Yep, absolutely. Um Lawrence, we've spoken about the loans out the door, but some of the guys we didn't get out the door and that we've chatted about the whole month of January and months previous, where the likes of Albion Agueti, who I think is still injured after what he picked up against Jean-Baptiste, we've still got his Malia Soro in the building. Who have we seen come on last Wednesday night? I was very tempted to jump on Sky Bet Patrick and stick a wee couple of quid on him to get booked, but thankfully I never and he didn't get booked, so fair play to him in that one. Um, so Soro... Exactly, Lawrence. Soros still there. Ayeti's still there. Vasilis Barkas is still in the building. After, I think, probably numerous attempts to get him out the door, um, he really is not catching a break, this boy, because there was the, the photo posted on Instagram of him in a train. I think that was him possibly heading down to Sheffield, and again, that deal collapsed. Um, I don't know if Celtic's asking too much, or people are just going, well, really, we're not really interested at that talking place. And Bolly Bolingoli, who's completely went off the radar. What do we need to do in the summer, Lawrence, to get these guys out the door? Because some will be holding a very large wage packet at Celtic Park, particularly the two guys that we spent five million quid on. Listen, don't give up hope. There's some still some transfer windows open round about Europe, so maybe Bolly will get a move. I don't, I don't know. It's but they're a huge. The longer they don't play, the more they risk they are for them to take on. So. They're on decent wages with us. They're not going to get those elsewhere, especially not playing. Where we want too much to, to let Barkas out and go, we want a loan fee and contribution to his wages. Would it serve us just to get him out the door and said, well, we'll no, loan, no loan fee, just contribute to his wages and it gets, what, four or five months of football for him? You know, we could have put in a number of appearances we're expecting. With Sorrow, I think we are argued over how much money we were wanting on the option to buy, wasn't it? Uh, I, I don't know much. You know, if we get our money back, I think we'd be doing really well. So it'd been good to get him out. He's the one that's probably closer to the team than anyone else. Maybe a Yeti would be if he was fit. Uh, he's going to get a few minutes. Uh, but, yeah, I think this boys we just need to cut our losses on. I, I don't think there's any other option. I'm surprised we just couldn't come to an arrangement to get to spark us out and playing. Because... Uh, Listen, if he goes out elsewhere and has a brilliant six months, it, then it you know, alerts other people saying, look, you know, Celtic was just an anomaly. He's waited under four Celtic, look what it's done after. Whereas now he, he risks becoming the forgotten man. You know, he, I don't know, when, when was the last time he played October or something against St Johnston? Or was it a wee bit more recently? Players that don't play that, in, in that kind of length of time soon become forgotten and, yeah. and a bit of loser March sharpness, don't they? Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, sorry, one of my earphones has run out there. I got the big do do, and I thought was that. <laughs> um, Patrick, on what Lawrence is saying there, though, you know, a lot of Celtic fans for some reason seem to be surprised to find out that the Silas Barcast was probably an eighteen thousand pounds upwards a week. Um, but at five million pounds, you know, there was no chance that these guys were coming in. I, I imagine a Yeti's in something similar and a, and a cheap wage, and probably that's something we're going to look towards in the summer because if we're going to, you know, bring in. Anybody in you know top wage or whatever, um, these are guys that we just have to have off the 
the payroll because taking up too much money. I do imagine as well, bowling goalies in a good wage for three and a half million we brought him in from Rapid Vienna. Like Twelve, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be something like that, Lawrence. It'll be a good wage. What does Celtic have to do? Because I do imagine that we the lined up potential suitors in this window, but we've not got them out the door. What do we need to do in the next window to try and get guys like that out the door and, and get away? But they're all good as well. It's not going to do them any good to sit in the stands at Celtic for the next five, six months. Yeah, it would just sort of earn them a quick buck, really, if they were to sit in the stands, go to training, pick up 20 grand a week. Um, wouldn't do their careers any good, though. Um, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one. Um, you know, maybe if we wrap up the league early in late April, we can play them in all the games in May. Um, fingers crossed, that's what happens. Uh, but you know, otherwise, you're looking at games in the cup against Wraith Rovers. You know, that's a game I think probably Bolingoli and Sorrow could maybe play. Um, a Yeti, I, I don't even know when he's back from injury. I mean, if it's a problem, what was it? His hamstring. You know, that could be any period of time, really. Um, Barkas uh, we don't concede a lot of chances um, we don't concede a lot of shots so it's maybe less of a risk having Barkas in goals these days um, but I wouldn't be playing him in any sort of relatively big games I wouldn't play him against Hibs or Hearts or Aberdeen you know maybe you know maybe St Mavin or Livingston we're, we're, barely can, we're barely facing any attempts at goal um, just get them a couple of minutes. I think that's probably what we try to do with Wally, uh, with Livingston and Motherwell. Just play them in these games where, you know, the left-back position isn't the most crucial. And maybe a, a team watching Celtic will come in from in, in January. That didn't happen. But just need to try and move them on. You know, there's no future for them. I know, I think Wally's got his fans out there. I'm sure Barkas probably still has some fans out there. <laughs> Hard to believe, really. Um, but... Yeah. A bit lenient there, man. <laughs> well, Listen, I thought he did okay against St. Johnson. Uh, he caught a few he balls, which was surprising. Uh, and and the goal wasn't his save. fault either. I, yeah. I, but he still not uh, made a save, has he? Which you really don't want to no. say about your keeper, do you? No. But I... Uh, Last five minutes, I'm very conscious of the fact I don't really like to look at my phone when we're on this. I had to check the Adam Montgomery thing. But um, a bit of breaking news from Ange Postacoglu. He has confirmed that Dyson Maida were live back in the morning and could make the bench tomorrow. And Conor Marshall's came in in the comments here. Do you, f- do you think McGregor will play after Ange said he trained today? Ange Postacoglu has said in his presser that Callum McGregor did train today. Um, so here's a bit of curveball to put to the twos for the last five minutes. Lawrence, with that in mind, Callum McGregor in training today, does that mean he starts and gets the captain's armband back against Rangers? Edgar David's mask, I think. Uh, I don't think he will. I, I think, you know, it's a fairly serious injury, depending on how, how good a mask he could get. He could leave himself uh, a target for some robust challenges, uh, you know, as Celtic players that appear to have been this season. Yeah, so maybe Ange is just kind of playing a wee bit of mind games saying, you know, he's trained, he's in it. But listen, he's the best player we've got. So it's down to Ange, you know, if you think they can protect his face and injury enough, you'd play him, wouldn't you? But it's just how serious an injury that is and what kind of protection they can get for it. Patrick, curveball. Callum McGregor back in training today and saying in his place that he's unsure about tomorrow. Um, could the big man throw him in? Hope so. Hope so. Um, I think he's a big miss. You can see it. You know, McCarthy and Beaton, half decent players, but 
they definitely slow the game down compared to Kalmak. Um Not only that, you know, I, I've never worn one of these masks. Will his vision be affected at all? Because you know, you, you obviously get peripheral vision. I'm sure that that's something that Kalmak lines up on. Yeah, don't think you need to worry. Kalmak's active. He uses a force. He's got he's got Willie Collins' eyes in the back of his head. That's what he's got. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I'd risk him um, personally. Uh, you know, we've we've played other games without Kalmak and we've got the win. Um, you know, we, we've beaten Hearts, we've beaten uh, Dundee United without him in the midfield. Gucci could be back soon as well. Rogic, Turnbull will be back soon. I, I'd take the risk because I just think he's that crucial a player. There's a real sense of optimism burst out in this chat, by the way, that the fact that's been announced, um, people think there's a mixture between Callum McGregor on the bench, um, loads of people coming in thinking he starts. I think just around the circumstances, you know, maybe had near beat on been an option tomorrow night, the big man probably would have started the game, but on this now, for me, if it's between a choice of James McCarthy or Callum McGregor in midfield, I'd probably am I opting for, you know, Callum McGregor and again. I think I the choice is how much protection you can get on his face. Because, you know, if it's between McGregor and Beto and it's McGregor, it really depends about how much protection you can get on his face, I think. And you know, if you can get, you know, if the doctors think that they can get enough protection on it, I think it starts no matter who else is fit. Absolutely. He's a club captain. Patrick, to end, I know you don't like doing this too much. Starting 11 prediction. Oh, it's a difficult one this time. Hart. Uh, Jovanovic, Carter Vickers, Starfield, Taylor. Um, I'm going to go with McGregor, uh, Hatati, and O'Reilly. Um, you've got to play Jota, you've got to play Abada, and I think you have to go with Yakamakis in the middle. Um, could maybe play Maeda in the first half and take him off at half time, but then if it's still 0 0, you might be tempted to keep him on. It's a difficult one. I'm, I'm going to leave the striker blank. I'm going to. Not starting, he said, and he said he'll assess him in the moment. I'd agree with I would agree that Angel play uh, with Patrick's selection now he's watched the show. But for me, I'd have Yakimakis on the bench, I've had it through in the middle, and talking the right, everything else is the same. You'd go for the That's what I would play, but I don't I don't think Angel do that. I think he'll agree with Patrick. Yeah, no, totally. Patrick's a man. I've joined Kennedy or Stevie McManus, I did in a couple of tips. Um, get your number <laughs> over to the two of them. Um, thanks to everybody who's in, contributed today. Um, it's going to be a tasty, tasty game tomorrow. Hopefully, we're talking about a positive result tomorrow. Again, though, games are coming thick and fast. Motherwell on Sunday, trip to Fir Park is never easy. Uh, gentlemen, we played very well in October there, but it's going to be another tough game. Bowling goalie played in that game in October. Shock horror. Um, things you forget about during this season. But we'll, we'll see how the, the new loan boys get on out of their respective clubs. Um, I'll give a, a wee mention to Lewis Laird. If you don't follow him on Twitter, definitely do. He is the top man to be concentrating on the loan players. He'll give you all the information that you may need on these loan players. So give him a follow if you're not already doing so. And we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be previewing the game and the usual coverage will be on. Gentlemen, I hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. And everybody in the comments as well. And thank you for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind.
Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. But losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.